www.staggeringstories.net, podcast series one, number 23. And now on Staggering Stories, in place of the advertised edition of Name That Donkey, we bring you an archive edition of Name That Theme Tune. Welcome to the Staggering Stories podcast, number 23. Yep. 23. Yep. Woohoo, my age. Shut <laughs> <laughs> um, you. <laughs> sorry, what esoteric numbering system is this? Esoteric. Look, is this a pastoral, pastoral word? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, I'm Tony. I'm Adam. I'm not. And I'm saving and falling fallen women. Ooh. From what? saving fallen women? Yes. Yes, if he I'm gets five, her you said that. If he gets five, he gets a money off voucher for the next one. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, de- right then. Um, first of all, as always, we have to ask where is, is Keith? Keith? Ah. Uh, we're genuinely actually asking now. Where, where, where is where, he? Where, where, where is Keith? We've um, lost <clears> him. Lost him. Mislaid. Uh, yeah, mislaid him. If uh, well, if if you happen to. I was going to say come across a Keith, but no, not with you here. Mm. Um, <laughs> Keith is a good home. If, if, if you happen to find a Keith, mm-hmm. um, you can tell if it's a real Keith or not by the watermark. Just you hold him up to hold the him light. Up to the light. Yeah, don't worry about mm. the lack of anything at the top half. Um, you'll see the watermark. Uh, send us a photograph, please, mm-hmm. of the watermark, so mm-hmm. we can verify that in fact you found you him. found a real Keith. Mm. Uh, to show at staggeringstories.net. There are lots of fake is. ones. Yes. And by the way, just... Where is the watermark? Mm. <laughs> what? Nothing. Right, okay. Sorry. Uh, by the way, wasn't Michael Rod brilliant? Who's Michael Who? Rod? Michael Rod, you must remember him from Tomorrow's World. Who? I just can't get Rod Stewart out of my head, sorry. Well, quite. There's no <laughs> oh, I've got him. That. Disastrous sort of crew cut, haircut, <laughs> and a suit, and talk to you like you were five years old, which in 1976 I was, so yeah. So hang on, if you were five years old in 1976, no, you no, no, no way to have you 23 now. <laughs> Damn! I think you've been rumbled. I, I think she's been I think I was lying about rumbled. five years old in 1976 yeah. as well. Uh, but, uh, and of course he supported the Children's Film Foundation. Oh, okay. now, I'm, now the good thing is, of course, we're recording it's not this before... not dead, is he? No. Um, well, I don't know, it might be. Um, we're recording this before, obviously, this lot know what I'm going to do with this podcast. Oh, yeah. Dear. So they're in for a surprise when they listen to it as well. Are you going to make it into a decorative hat? Yes. Pterodactyl. Reverse pterodactyl. What? Oh, sorry, that if you haven't seen The Apprentice, you won't get that. <laughs> I've just admitted no. I watched The Apprentice. <laughs> I'm oh, because no. I'm forced to watch Big Brother. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> sorry, that's no argument, mister. I didn't know what I was doing, then I was on the floor. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we need to move on to that. But first of all, uh, bad news. Bad oh. news? Oh. Bad news. Oh, hang about. Do, 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 do. That's my bad news music. <laughs> God, you are a repository of so many different styles. And moves. Is that the right. thing you put up your bottom? Yeah. That's a suppository. No. Or is it a hamster? No. <laughs> but the bad news is. Too much Yes, what there. is the bad news? Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to brace yourselves. All right. Harold Bishop has left neighbours. Oh 
my God. Oh, what? Howard. Harold. Oh. Shut your mouth. I'll wash it then. Did you get to Harold Bishop with the voice. The voice. Harold Bishop. Of was common sense. Those Victorian tones. The tuba playing. He taught me how to make a bed properly. You fold the corners and tuck them under. Well, exactly. Harold. Why was he staying with you? Oh, Harold stays with uh, me. Well, a lot. basically, what happened was he sort of he fell off some rocks a while back and lost, lost his, his memory. memory. Okay. And then he came back. He did, yes, and eventually he, he managed to remember who he was. But Madge ah. married Lou, and then she left for Emmerdale, and he hasn't been the same man since. No, he didn't marry Lou. She didn't marry Lou. She did marry Lou. In that case, she must have divorced him because she married Harold. Marold. <laughs> <laughs> I will explain why this is happening in a moment. She married um, Bouncer. However, Harold Bishop is responsible for one of the most profound things I've ever heard. And I even use it as my email signature. Go on, you then. You can hear the whole of human history in the sound of a cello. I don't believe that's accurate. And that's Harold no, Bishop. that's neighbours for you, though. Yeah. yeah. So we salute Harold Bishop and we weep at his Passing. leaving. <laughs> Did he not... Die? Wasn't killed off? No, 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 no. He's done. done well, apparently, a lot of old people in He's Australia gone to Brisbane. Do they? Apparently, they they get no, Winnebago style vehicles and oh. drive around the country. Oh, okay. And neighbours, they used to send them to Brisbane. Did they? If you were going for the day to Brisbane, you just weren't going to be in the credits it was anymore. Manchester and EastEnders. Oh, actually, no, you just get shot in EastEnders. No, you got chucked in the canal. Been sent to Crawley in EastEnders. Yeah. Debbie, the what's it went yeah. to Crawley when she married the policeman? What oh, are we that. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, moving on, we have a mystery. Mystery. Besides Keith. Uh, yeah, well, that's just a it's loss. A uh, okay. Oh, now, perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> Long term viewers of this podcast. It's just in the dark. He's just you know, I'm sure that's actually based on the final Quatermass adventure. Oh, a shot in the dark? No, 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 it's a mystery. Um. You listen to the lyric. Oh, no, there's no point. Um, <laughs> right. It's a music thing, don't What happened to you in Edinburgh? I hurt is, my what, back. How did you hurt your back? Because I was wearing the wrong shoes and I slipped it right. onto okay. cobbles in the rain. Uh, Crumbly, I hope you don't mind me mentioning, your face is faulty at the moment. It is. <laughs> faulty Why hours. do you have a faulty face? Um, I've got a couple of drops of corrosive um, fluid on my face. Right, Ooh. let's work this out. You mm-hmm. were advised... To wear the wrong pair of shoes for the cobbles of Edinburgh. I was. You went up to a vat of acid and mysteriously got splashed in the face, even though you'd been working there a long time. He did. Mm, yes. So you knew exactly what you were doing. Oh, yes. I'm th- thinking sabotage. Now, me... Sabotage? Now, me, in case you're wondering why my words aren't working properly tonight... Your worms. Uh, my, yes. <laughs> um, I, I did a Thunderbird 2 crash landing. Uh, I Basically, my ankle... Mysteriously twisted. <laughs> uh, is this a coincidence? On a slope, and I went sort of flying. And there's a huge Ooh. pool of dust, and I'm in a lot of pain, and my brain's not working see, properly. I don't know about you, but I don't believe in that much coincidence. No, neither do I. You see, the thing mm. about this is the one person who yes. hasn't been hurt is the person who can arrange all these accidents. You mean. Yes. The head of Pertwee. No. <laughs> oh. Not El Presidente. Not El, no, he's a nice lad. What, me? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like Father Christmas. You know, as, <laughs> as scary voices go, that's up there with Orville. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> 
try again. <laughs> you have to put a mwahahaha oh, at the end. Ha-ha-ha-ha. No. Uh, <laughs> dear God, you must have been a complete failure at junior megalomaniac school. Yeah, he just... Yeah. 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 Can you, you, you obviously your... came top of your class at arranging accidents. Well, exactly. Yeah. They all died, so, you know. Mm. So do we count ourselves lucky or are we just mistakes that he will I rectify? think he's practising. Mm, yes. He's just giving us a warning. So basically, um, yes, all three of us here are injured. If he invites us to go for a cliff top walk on the Isle of Wight, <laughs> we decline politely. Uh, the funny thing is, I'm over the Isle of Wight next weekend. <gasps> dun, 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 dramatic chord. Fight club. Oh. You lost me. <laughs> you did too many. have this week on fight club right well teams teams as usual it's uh, the intellectually impaired versus the ethically impaired <laughs> what well <laughs> maybe exactly <laughs> so after the uh, um, mm-hmm. fiasco it wasn't that was, a fiasco it was a complete and total fiasco we, we, we have a duty to our viewers to decide who, who would win in a fight well we did no, it was a draw. It was first one to the table. So, so this time round, hopefully, time round. it'll be action-packed. Mm. Uh, uh, sorry, you've, you've turned into David Coleman. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> and now over to Silverstone for motor racing. <laughs> anyway, it's Captain Malcolm Reynolds yep. from Ooh. Firefly and Serenity. That's us. Versus, oh dear God, yeah. General... Han Solo. Now, mm. I, do we need to clarify something. Yes. Here. Yes. Is this the Harrison Ford version of Han Solo or the Peter Griffin Ooh. version of Han Solo? Mm. You know, the one who would just run up, kick Malcolm Reynolds and run away going, <laughs> The fat one. Yeah, yeah, not the fat one. <laughs> the sexy one? The scoundrel. The sexy mm. one. That's still Peter the Griffin, rogue. really. You sure? No. 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 <laughs> so you're, 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 you're doing the, the one who can't act. Don't you start on Harrison. You leave him alone. We can't act. He's hopeless. He's wooden. He's lovely. <laughs> anyway, as usual, I shall be adjudicating with a firmer Jude. And <laughs> basically, as El Presidente is on his own here... And he's a loser. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. uh, would you, you have the option of going first or not? Well, the only true version... Yes. Han Solo shoots first. Well, yes, quite. That's why I gave you the option. Yeah. In case of... Is that your entire move? Oh, yes, yes. Viewers <laughs> <laughs> might like to know. Deflector shield. <laughs> Sorry. Mal's not having a deflector shield. <laughs> I do, though. Viewers <laughs> might like to know that Adam's actually waving a gun around. Yes, he is. <laughs> a plastic but gun. in our defence... You ruined it! <laughs> in our defence, we can say that, according to the madame in the brothel... <laughs> right. Malcolm Reynolds definitely shot first. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to boast Give about that, skin. <laughs> right. Your go. Oh, let's see. What can we do? Han Solo charges at you screaming <gasps> as if you're a bunch of stormtroopers. <laughs> or, or he's like a little girly. 
Nah, no. it's a man who scream. <laughs> oh, a man who scream. scream. Oh, of course. Well, I'm sorry, but Mal is ready for this. Oh, yeah? He has spent days and days polishing the deck of Serenity because he likes things shiny. <laughs> yeah. The reason Han Solo is running screaming towards him is that Mal has told him that Princess Leia is in the cargo hold in the gold bikini. Ah. Han Solo runs and runs and runs, gets to the cargo hold, skids on the exceptionally shiny floor, straight through the airlock, and out into space where he pops. <laughs> so, get out of that. <laughs> Well, just before he goes out Ooh. through the door, he has to uh, do an immortal line. Get in there, you big hairy oaf. <laughs> I don't uh. care what you smell. <laughs> <laughs> and down into the trash compactor. God, oh, I don't Ooh. know about that. Right. That's a there rubbish one. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm being like you. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Colin would have not approve. No, he wouldn't. Crumbly. Right, OK then. By the way, some linguistic leisure demand. Sorry, I think he's linguini. <laughs> <laughs> right, Malcolm Reynolds tells Han Solo that a parsec is a unit of distance and not a unit of time measurement. Yes! In your face! Ah. Well, it's true. Sorry? It's true. Han Solo knows this. But then why did he say... Well, that's it. It made the yes. Kessler run in less than three Twelve parsecs. parsecs. Exactly. It's a cluster of black holes. Mm. And the closer you go to the black hole, mm. the better you do, the quicker you get there. I'd just like to point out that... Uh, Adam has actually researched this. Oh, Abby knows this, sure. So he took a shortcut. Yeah, so he did it in 12 bar 6 rather than 18, oh, that most people do it in. dog trying Cheating. to fill one of the black holes with its ass. Well, OK then. Yeah, yeah. Now, Mal challenges Han yeah. to follow him out into the verse, then doubles back at the last second, leaving Han to be engulfed in a Roald Dahl nonsense poem where he's never seen again. Beat that. You what? <laughs> the you verse. Uh, Poem. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> no fast ship should make 0.5 plus light speed. And it's got guns too. Well, that's Serenity's got no guns. Doesn't need them. So you're going at light speed. You fire your guns. You're going to shoot yourself in the bum. Because <laughs> you'll go faster than your lasers would. <laughs> That's why Serenity doesn't need weapons. Uh, you see, if you'd have played the Peter Griffin of Han Solo, we could have had a Doctor Who in joke now. Really? But he didn't. Oh, yes, you know, light speed, it always looks a bit funny, hyperspace. Uh, uh, you let us down, <laughs> frankly. I'm disappointed in you. Wow. Don't call him frankly. Come on, somebody Zago. say something. <laughs> right, OK, then. God, this is going on forever. It is. Mm. <laughs> right, to land a sucker punch. Now oh. sucker punch. Yes. Land a... Sucker punch. Malcolm Reynolds comes out with an incomprehensible stream of Cantonese. Oh, this should be fun. <laughs> Mei Yong Mada Se Gu Yong, which Up means. I'm sorry, hang on a second, a frog in which B day? <laughs> <laughs> which means, you motherless goat of all motherless goats. <laughs> oh, that does sting. That does. <laughs> what is it about this podcast of goats? It's a sheep joke. Followed by an emphatic Goram. Goram. <laughs> okay. Have to bring in the, the secondary troops here, then. <laughs> You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. He sends in Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber. <gasps> what? Wussy boy Skywalker? Wussy boy Skywalker is running onto Serenity with yeah. his lightsaber drawn. And then question, is... Are there midi-chlorians in the Serenity galaxy? There are now. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be for much longer. Or is it midi-chlorians? Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't anyway, know. Wussy Boy Skywalker runs onto Serenity with yeah. his lightsaber drawn and is met by Jane with Vera, who blows him away. Dang. So he's been beaten up by a girl. 
<laughs> well, he should have been, but no, you know, he can deflect. No, he can't. Vera. Vera's glass can break any lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we kind of lost track here. <laughs> Just a bit. I want to die. Okay. Who's <laughs> winning? We I are. don't know. <laughs> Right, you've each got another go, each go, each. Yes, you're going to have to make it a a definite winning move. Okay. Okay, So we'll we'll let some crumbly go first. Oh, God. Okay, right. Malcolm Reynolds whips open his brown coat. Oh, really? Dirty old man. (laughs) No, no, this is... Children can hear this as well. Exposing his very long gun barrel for all to see. Uh-huh. What sort of dreams do you have? <laughs> oh, they're quite conservative. Moist ones. <laughs> Sticky moments. Oh, no, no, no. Will you get on with it? Oh, shut up. Don't be such a girl. You lose. <laughs> oh, no! That's Congratulations, Han Solo wins. Oh, Look, you had two <laughs> penalising things, but he didn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You had oh, one. You had no. one each. One penalising thing each. You oh, used his... up both of them. Both of them. You said years. we had to have one each. So that's not fair. Yeah, but I'm afraid you successfully managed that's to use up fair. as well. You're playing as a team. It's not fair. I don't give a care for <laughs> Dingo's kitties. If it's fair or it's not. not fair. <laughs> and. It's not fair. It wasn't fair he lost the Star Trek one. Yes, it was. He was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we've guaranteed and proved that Han Solo would win in a fight between oh, yes. Reynolds and... Uh, and, and that's 2-1, then. Yeah. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Just remember who the boss is. Yes, George? <gasps> George. Oh, yeah, George. Head of Pertwee. Right, well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is Fight Club. <laughs> you do too many dooms. Don't shoot me. might be interested to know that come Christmas you will actually find out exactly how much effort I put into getting the Fight Club theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> and then you will realise just why I wish to decapitate both Crumbly and fake Keith. God! <laughs> Moving on, Doctor Who. Woohoo! Uh, oh. Two to review. Sorry? Two to review. 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 God, he's trying to sing, am I? No, that's bad. Okay, so, first of all, spoiler music. Spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music. Spoiler music, spoiler music. Spoiler music. Midnight. Is that your oasis? Yes. I was thinking the Elaine Page song, actually. Midnight, not a sound from the oh, page. Oh, so you know musical theatre then, Crumbly? I've seen Cats. He's a Tory. Cats is very good. Mm, yes. Mm, saw it at the hall. Except when they bite your toes when you're on the toilet. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Midnight. Um, who wants to start us off with this? Silence. Okay, it's... Go on, um, Adam. 
it's, it's, it's essentially it's a doctor episode. It Captain isn't takes the companion Donna Noble just is hardly ever, hardly in it. Only at the beginning. Yeah, she, she takes a back seat. She goes swimming. I um, presume that these two episodes we're going to talk about were filmed at roughly the same back. time. Yeah, mm. um, and you can tell that Midnight to a certain extent has been planned on a heavy budget. Yeah, a tiny, tiny, itty bitty little heavy budget. Tiny budget. Yes, I got the word wrong again. You did. Yeah. Mm. Um, because it basically all takes place within the passenger lounge. Yeah. Of for want of a better word, I suppose, a hover bus of some kind. It's on tracks. It's on tracks, is it? Yeah. All okay. Right. Um, off on this planet called Midnight. Yep. Um, to go and look at this local wonder. The di- mm. Was it the Diamond Falls? Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except that the type of sunlight, is it exotonic? Extonic. Extonic sunlight, which means you get a very quick tan, very quickly, then go crispy, then sort of disintegrate. Mm. Like that. So you've got to be very, very, very careful. The doctor goes on this trip, and there's people there. There are. There are. Mm. Mm. They had everything except a nun and a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, let's go through the people. The first impression that came to mind about the actual, um, you could call it the tour bus. It was like a typical tour bus. I mean, had the obnoxious couple... I thought it was very aircraft like, particularly at the beginning when she was going down the aisles giving out the headphones or something. No, it was definitely on tracks. I mean, the earthly equivalent would be a a cheap and tatty um, tour line. Yeah. Yeah. Coach tour thing. Yeah, coach tour. Hello, folks. Welcome to Easy Monster. <laughs> there are all sorts of different people on there, there and they're rather broadly painted so you know exactly what sort of people mm. they are. Yes. You've got the mother and the father with mm. their embarrassed teenage mm. son. That's it, you didn't want to come yes. on the And that mother was horrible. She's like Jackie Tyler on speed. Well, she's she like was... Carol Jackson from EastEnders. Oh, yeah, well, she, she was, was horrible. Was Carol Jackson from <laughs> well, that's probably Was there another yeah. EastEnders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they all crop up everywhere. Oh, There's this interpollination. <laughs> No! <laughs> there will be no East Enders here. Or Blake Seven. That wasn't Blake Seven. I thought you were about to start into Blake Seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got next weekend free. <laughs> no, no, there's like this interpollination of soap stars. It's the only way they can keep alive. Mm. Ah, right. Linda mm. with a Y. Get the. Uh, well, she was. She ended up in EastEnders. Ended up there, but she yeah. wasn't there at the time, was she? It no. doesn't matter. Doctor is cons- considered a mini soap. Yeah. So it, it's very useful to park people in for one episode or two, possibly, whilst they're being, their careers are being sorted out elsewhere for Hollyoaks. Yeah. I, the clown if that from Greatest continue. Show in the Galaxy. That was oh, tricky dicky. See, that, really? that, I totally agree with the discontinuity. Not the discontinuity, the complete useless in, encyclopedia. Can you imagine just how brilliant the end of the first episode of Dimensions in Time would have been? If Tricky Dicky, who was in EastEnders at the time... Oh, pulled off a latex mask and revealed himself to be the clown from the greatest show in the galaxy. That would have been brilliant. You I've kind lost of lost you. me there, um, yeah. Same actor. I know, yeah. In EastEnders. That was the point I made, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's all this so proper talk about tonight? <laughs> we're sorry, we're sorry. <laughs> don't kill us, please don't kill us. <laughs> I'll try to kill us There's again. No! <laughs> Someone grab his shot. No. Right, get on with it. <laughs> okay, so you have. What? Nothing. You have the family of three, the Canes. Yep. Yes. yes. Val Kane. Uh, are you reading that off Wiki, by any chance? Uh, could be. Uh, <laughs> Do you know be- what happened last time you read something off Wiki? I know. Uh, we'd better explain. What to happened people. last time you read something off well, Wiki? When, whilst the three of us uh, were recording the Torchcast, mm-hmm. and we were discussing um, From Out of the Rain. Mm-hmm. See, From Out of the Rain featured an actor called Julian Bleach. 
Oh. And so Ghost El Presidente there is looking up on Wiki and accidentally scrolled down a bit too far and realised that Julian Bleach plays Davros in Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. Thus, Belated spoiler music, belated spoiler, spoiler music. music. It would have been on by this <laughs> Yes, it would have been on. You, you'll know Doesn't Davros mean they'd have seen it. True. Mm. Yep, yeah, I think people sort of get the idea. Okay. If not, Leslie's going to come over here and hit you. Why me? <laughs> I put the spoiler music in. Because I, I don't know. I'll just point her in your direction. Okay. Anyway, so yes, we've got, yes. got the uh, acidic Val, the mother. Yep. Not unlike Crumbly. Yeah. Got the uh, the father. I don't know where you... Lido. Where have I seen that Lido. guy from before? Lido he came. did look familiar to me, too. Oh, no, I suppose I've, I've seen that actor Mozo. before. Oh, what, the, the father? The dad, yeah. Uh, he might not have had a, a, a beard like the one he had. It was uh, familiar. Yeah. Mm, he's been in uh, Linda Green. No. Uh, Steel River Blues. No. Uh, Whistleblowers. No. no. On stage, he's a Macbeth, no. Midsummer Night's Dream, Richard no. III. No. Uh, as time goes by. Oh, no. maybe. Yeah. No, I have far wilder skies than that. And uh, Midnight. Mr. Big Brother. Girl. Look, I don't have a choice. I have to go around, look after my neighbour, and she has it on at me. <laughs> she has it off at <laughs> Anyway. Bad people, bad. We've also got the professor played the, by... The son, Troughton. Well, I mentioned this elsewhere, but mm. it's a very much a family year this year. Well, it certainly is. We've had Peter Davison's daughter yes. and yes. Patrick Troughton's son. son. Yes. And also David Tennant's dad. Yeah. Yep. Sandy. And also, it was an incredibly Troughton-filled episode, Midnight, because the director was Alice Troughton. Yeah, but she's no relation. No relation, no. Same name. Oh, same name. We well, we <laughs> Imagine how many times she's now going to get asked. You're related to him. She's just got a card in her pocket that she takes out and just... <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I <laughs> so she doesn't even have to speak. I a card like that. Sorry? Uh, anyway, so, Sorry, yes, what, what David, David Troughton sounding an awful lot like his father in places. Mm. Um, Professor Hobbs. Yes. And his assistant, Dee Dee. The Dee Dee. very smart assistant. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Obviously being used by the professor just to... Uh, but uh, the implication was that the son, Jethro, was smarter than the rest of them, apart yes. from the doctor. Uh, well, yeah. certainly had a more open mind. Mm. And then there was the... Hostess. Yeah. Who was unnamed. And also... Sky. Sky. Sylvestri. Yes. Played by Linda... Not Linda Green. Leslie Sharp. That's the chap. What um, has she been in before? Rose and... Uh, uh, Bob and Rose. Yeah, another uh. Russell T thing. And also she... Oh, I can't remember the name. It's some sort of supernatural thing. Wasn't she in with the... Uh, Where she played the psychic. Uh, oh. Second Coming, yeah. She was in Second Coming. Yes. Mm. I, know th- I know what you're no, talking no, about. Well, yeah. not the Eccleston thing. No, 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 no. Afterlife? No. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. 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 But yes, she was in Second Coming as well. She killed God. She seemed so nice yeah. as well. She didn't in this, really. Well, well, it wasn't her fault. No, no, no. Because basically, as they're driving along, um, <laughs> something eventually sort of starts knocking on the outside. Yeah, they break down. Impossible. Mm. Nothing well, can live out there. Yes, because, first, because of the, one of the um, extonic um, light. One of the pilots spots something mm. when they've got yeah. the yeah. shield yes. open. Moving briefly. up on a ridge. Yes. Yep. Mm. Mechanic clawed. Because they have to go a slightly clawed. different way than they'd normally go. Yep, because uh, there'd cause been a fall, rock, rock fall, fall or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, probably arranged by you. And um, <laughs> so suddenly there's this, the thing breaks down and there's this banging bang, on the bang. outside. Yeah. And that's when the paranoia starts. I don't mm. know, the banging, the banging, on, I mean, obviously you know that it's not real, but the banging <laughs> on the side of the um, the vehicle made me shiver. 
because uh, it's the whole idea of being very primal fear. I'm, I suppose it must be locked in this mm. tiny little area with a whole load of people that you don't know, claustrophobic One of whom is mad. and mm. well, yeah, and something trying to get in from the outside and doing mm. it politely. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole premise of the episode was cabin fever. Mm. It was showing just how bad the human race can get, mm, as yeah. well yeah. as pointing out just how ludicrous the Doctor can come across to people if, they don't, if there's nobody there to him. act as sort of a, an interpreter for him. It's mm. also, the whole episode was based on that ruddy, annoying game that kids play where they repeat yeah. everything you say. Repeat everything I'm saying. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry? Do you want to kick in the nuts? <laughs> Go on, ask her that, see what she says. <laughs> yeah, but the whole point behind that was if you do it for a certain amount of time, it goes past annoying and becomes like sweet. Frightening, mm. yeah. Um, Particularly when they start doing it at the same time as you, impossible. Well, initially, mm. it, yeah, initially, um, Sky, who gets possessed by whatever's broken in, yeah. is obviously there's no brain in there anymore. And well. she's repeating what everybody says with a decent an interval, mm. mm-hmm. but mm. that interval starts shrinking, mm-hmm. and then, as you said, it becomes simultaneous. As soon yeah. as somebody says something, she's saying it at well, the same time. Exactly, mm-hmm. she wasn't even hearing it; she was just saying it as they said it. Yeah, which yeah. is spooky. But yeah. that really started to freak people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she starts saying it before the other person can vocalise it. Well, yeah. we'll get to that. Mm. Um, in just a sec. Let's look at very quickly the reactions up to here. Well, one of my... my the, 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 the way the paranoia is built up amongst the passengers is quite interesting. Mm. Even before we got to that part, um, at the beginning where the um, entertainment suite went nuts and the doctor turned it all off with his sonic scrutiny. Yes, that's <laughs> There was that initial reaction from the passengers of, oh my God, four hours, what are we going to do? And he turned mm-hmm. around and says, we'll have to talk to each, talk other. To each other. Yeah. Lesson for everyone in there. How many times have you yeah, sat... Ignore the nutter on the bus. Well, not <laughs> the nutter, that's quite a sensible thing to ignore, but how many times what, have he you... wasn't s- a nutter? Shut up. Have you sat in a room with people you don't know just reading the adverts or pointedly ignoring them when, the trouble you is, know, if you try and make conversation with people... They think you're the nutter. Well, that's all right, then. They might talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Or move away. I'm just going to get your nurse. (laughs) Uh, Which way is the way out? Don't be afraid to talk to people. They can be quite nice. No, I disagree. It wasn't as though they could look out the windows, because the entire compartment was shielded until Mm, they got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. very small, claustrophobic environment, Mm. yeah. So the paranoia is definitely building up. Uh, The Doctor's trying to take charge, and it's just... He's not... Backfiring. Because he doesn't have a companion with him, I think. It needs that go-between. Yeah, someone who can talk yeah. down to their yeah. level but understand what he's saying. Well, Ally is what they yeah. said in Confidential. Um, he needs that, otherwise he just comes over as this arrogant loony, mm. who, who, you know, incredibly bossy. Mm. Who the hell do you think you are? Yeah, and um, they all turn on him. Well, yeah. Um, they start to think that he's involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow mm-hmm. he's controlling her. Or I mean, in all fairness, they were an incredibly nasty piece of work. Especially the mother. I don't oh. know how much yeah. of that was just from their nature, or if that was actually being influenced by the creature. I think, I think it's by their nature. Yeah, you know, and it's just the extreme situation amplified it. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, they'll have very different personalities, and all of them clash. Mm. Mm. And obviously, in a, in a very claustrophobic situation like that... All their worst um, personality traits are going to be uh, amplified. Well, it does show you and exactly how much other. does it take to take make one person kill. Mm. Well, it depends on the situation. Mm. Well, you're locked up in a truck with somebody sitting there repeating something at you at the same time. 
Probably before the first service station, then. (laughs) (laughs) Although probably a lot sooner than that, because, (laughs) well, if I was driving the truck, we'd crash on the first bend, so, yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it is a case of, what what would it take to make somebody get killed? Well, look how quickly um, the air stewardess said, well, let's throw her out. That's what started it all. The doctor refused, stood up for her, and he was in... Yeah, tarred with the same brush. Throw him out too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Crumbly, Mm -hmm. it gets to the point he goes to talk to her and suddenly she starts talking before he does. Mm. Somehow she's cross-pollinated, for want of a better word, is anything I can think of. There must be another version of whatever inside the Doctor or something like that, I don't know, which is still reliant on that initial one. We, we don't fully understand the mechanics of the monster. No. <laughs> First off, she's copying everybody. Yep. Then she sends in on the Doctor as the person that everybody's turned on. Yep. So he's easiest to get rid of first. Yep. Mm. So she starts mimicking only him. Mm. Yes. And then she appears to transfer, or the monster appears to transfer from her into him. Yes. But you can see by the way he's acting that clearly... He did his, 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 his face again. Yeah, so he's being controlled rather than yeah. the creature being in him. Which, in all fairness, is actually quite an interesting thing. Normally, the Doctor doesn't get controlled. Well, this is what I didn't like Pirates about the whole of episode. Mm. once. But that was a huge, uber-powerful... Yeah, and he's still... Um, in a time vortex, yes. Um, he's still controlled his own fate in the end and solved the whole mystery in Pyramids of Mars. Well, yeah, he got Whereas, released, didn't he? Yeah. And um, but this... It was his actions that cleared things up. But in tenants, this... Yeah, he was just... Completely out of his depth. He was a victim. Yeah. And that's what I didn't like about this one, because the Doctor not? shouldn't be a victim. No matter what happens, the Doctor should be the one who saves the day, not... The one who's even the doctor can be vulnerable at times. Yeah, but he can be vulnerable during the episode. But at the end, he's the one who's meant to solve everything, not the little um, air stewardess who made the ultimate sacrifice. Now, this air stewardess thing with her killing herself—is that I ask merely for information? The doctor making somebody better (laughs) to death. (laughs) You know, did his arguments before he was whilst he was still capable of arguing? Did they resonate in her head somewhere down the line and actually made her think? Therefore, she was in a position to do what she did. Partly. Or was that just nothing to do with him? Well, whatsoever? she did state very emphatically that she was responsible for the for the uh, safety of the passengers. Exactly. I think it was in there to start with, and she just it got to such a level that she realised it was down to her. I don't mm. think he could influence her so much that it would change her nature and okay. tempt her oh. to kill herself. Because Dee Dee, the assistant to the so professor... Good girl. Yeah, she wasn't convinced by this final stage. She still thought the creature yep. was involved with the the woman Sky still. Yeah, so she was the only one who it was, wasn't exactly wasn't very obvious, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, she tried to stop them throwing the doctor out of the airlock. Mm. But it was the hostess that recognised the doctor speaking French. I think wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah, to realise that the doctor was still in there. He wasn't the possessed one, he was controlled. Of course, because he'd mm. said Alon Z to her at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, Alon Z, that's it. Which French. raises questions about the TARDIS translation circuits. But. Yeah. <laughs> Latin, or, or, or... Maybe. Not Greek, um, Welsh. But speaking about uh, Dee Dee... Mm. Stupid girl. She, stupid girl. She uh, dropped another clue to the whole arc of the uh, series. Oh, you tell? Um, they were talking... Her and um, ah, Patrick Troughton's yes. son were talking about... Um, what's his name? David Trout. That's the one. I can't remember the name of the planet. It's the missing moon. That's the, lost the moon, moon, and it's missing. It's lost. Yes, I get the feeling that they may not have been conquered as such. 
No, I think they're probably lost. They actually have been nicked. Mm, like everything else <laughs> through the whole of this series. Mm. Yes. Several Still don't know about the bees. Totally curious about the bees. Yes, where have the bees gone? Mm. No, no idea on that one. I He's will born. say in this series, I mean, there have been quite a few episodes that um, I wouldn't say cater to, but prey upon people's most primal fears. Oh, very much so. I mean, it's like um, Forest of the Dead. And uh, what's the episode Forrest before? Gump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the episode before that? Philadelphia, wasn't it? <laughs> no, the oh, flip, the one with the library, the first part of the library. Silence one. in the library. Silence in the that's library. The that's it. Hmm. Um, where the catering to people's you know, sort of fear of the dark. Mm. Mm. I mean, um, I say midnight is very much um, preying upon people's fear of enclosed spaces. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being trapped in a lift, isn't it? Not mm. sure if the lift cables go break and you're going to yeah. die. Oh, very much. That so. That sort of thing. Highly yeah. unlikely. Well, of course, yeah, they've got secondary mechanisms to stop the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly unlikely you'll ever, Does ever it, get hurt. Another comparison I can come up with yeah, for that entire episode, I mean, it's like um, for those people who've read, uh, read um, Lord of the Flies. <gasps> no. Oh, the mob mentality. Oh, <laughs> uh, the mob mm. mentality, picking on the, um, the, weakest the, link. the weakest and sort of killing them. Or some, or yeah. otherwise, someone expelling them. Biggest threat, yeah. And um, at the end, when the stewardess has made her sacrifice and they're yes. all fine, everybody's suddenly, oh well, I was going to do that, mm. um, yeah. trying to Especially redeem the themselves. Oh, she was horrible. She was vile. vile she was woman. horrible. Very well acted. <laughs> yeah, but horrible. She fitted in Crawley very well. Yes. In it. Yeah. In it. Um, so basically, what do we think of midnight? Quite good. It is very much a stage play. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that. It's kind of a single room setup. It would work very well as a stage play, I think. Yeah. 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 Very, quite a departure for Doctor Who. What do you think of the timing of it? Do you think it should have been shorter, longer? I think it's about right. don't think it would have gone much longer. I think it was about the right length, but I still don't like to see the Doctor as such a weak victim. It is unusually... I, I felt he was. Because usually he has such a commanding presence, he can mm. just almost order people to do things. Yeah. Mm. Even if he, you know, he starts off as the victim, yeah. he should have become stronger at the mm. end. Well, he may have done, because you were saying, he may have actually put the message out, the French message out, to spark the hostess. Mm. Well, yeah. he clearly did, yeah. Yeah, so he still saved his own neck. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you can tell at the very end of the episode, I mean, where, um, yeah, just for a laugh, Donner is mimicking everything <laughs> he says. Yeah. He just says, please don't do that. Yeah. That's another I mean, running was, gag. Yeah, yeah it I mean, started he was, off... He was, do he was very rattled by the whole experience. Yeah, it starts off as the gag, no, don't do that. And but then, then it becomes very really, yeah. Yeah. don't do that. So, how many cloister bell rings out of 50 are we going to give this out one? Out of 50? Out of 50? <laughs> oh, I might be taking a mickey here. 32. Oh, I'm going to have to give it uh, 29 mm, out of 50. 35. Yes, yeah, solved that. Did you enjoy it? It was quite good. It is. Quite it a departure. Okay. It was interesting. You, not one you'd want to see redone. No. I don't think. Since when do they ever redo anything? Uh, so All the time. Departure <laughs> from the norm, yeah. And a nice character piece. Okay, moving on. Now, Crumbly's going to have a problem with this one. Why? Why is that? Why? Because you have to turn left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are in the Charlie Party Brown conference. You are. <laughs> so, turn left. Another RTD. Uh, now, I've got a problem with this one. I don't know quite how to review this. I, I suppose, since I'm doing Staggering Stories, I should do it as fan. Right. Okay. As opposed to... As opposed to reviewer or ordinary person. But still a fan. Could you really put yourself in the position of an ordinary person? Um, up to a point, possibly. Really? Maybe not that ordinary. Ordinary people um, don't fall down. Oh, trust me, they do, except they use alcohol. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
I, 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 I'm in two minds about Turn Left. Part of me absolutely adored it. Yeah. Yes. Part of me thought, well, this is good, but what is the hell's the casual viewer going to make about it? Anyone who doesn't know the history of Doctor Who up for the moment, you know? I'm not sure it mattered. No, not at all. Not with that story. First of all, I think it's quite apt that you were in two minds, given this is a whole sliding door story. In fact, my mind is cheesed. Well, and that. But no, I thought it was (laughs) such a strong story that even if you had been living on the planet Zog and had never heard of Doctor Who, you would still enjoy the story. We're still waiting for the Zog monsters. She had a nerdgasm. You did, no, didn't, didn't you? You had a nerdgasm. I jumped off the sofa and went, woohoo, and then I hurt my ankle. Encore. <laughs> Sorry? Well, the hurting bit anyway. Oh. There you go. Ow. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, I, I really off. enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's, it starts off in this little again, alleyway. Again, the Doctor and Daughter on holiday again. Again. Two episodes yep. in a row. Do they ever do any work? Yeah, no. Well, face facts, I think he deserved a holiday after the last episode. He was on holiday. He was on holiday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sort of... They always say going on holiday is very, very stressful. Well, then why are they doing Wasn't it again at the beginning of this episode? Yeah. Well, he, did, he probably <laughs> thought, look, I can drink this foamy thing and that'll be, you know, it'll be a nice holiday. That foamy thing looked very tasty. Oh, dear God. <laughs> and uh, Donna sort of gets called in to see uh, Fortune Teller. No, sorry, Donna breaks rule number one. Yeah. She wanders up. off. Yes, yep, yep. You've been watching the Reboss Operation. No, and if That's I had, it would be the ribos operation. It's just a ribos operation. We've proved I am right. Trevor is wrong. Don't argue with the Tin Dog podcast. Talking about which, here's a trailer for the Tin Dog podcast. It's not as long as Podshock. It doesn't have remotely the same amount of in-depth interviews as the WhoCast. It's not even as full of spoilers as Outpost Gallifrey. In fact, it's just some bloke talking about the best show in the universe. The Tin Dog Podcast. Find it on iTunes. Have they given us a trailer? really, really smooth? It was pastoral. Thank you. I'll play a bit of it, never mind. Well, I was going to forget otherwise. That's true. So yeah. I thought, what the hell? There we go. We've got a link into the Tin Dog promo thingy. Mm. Hi, Trevor. Hello, Trevor. That, that, that's not... Is it not Trevor? No. Oh, no. Oh, who is it then? It's, it's the Tin Dog. The little Tin Doggy. The guy who keeps sending us lovely emails and sent me Jelly Baby badges. So, and, what, mm. is he actually called Tin Dog and he really got lucky with his parents' choice of name? Or does Adric. he have a name? <laughs> he does, but it's not my place to broadcast it. Is it a stupid name? No, actually. Oh. Where were we? Ah, yes. So she goes to have her fortune read. She gets persuaded yeah. to have her fortune read. A little bit mm. too insistent, the fortune yes. teller. Yes. Quick, interesting, random aside. That was Chanto from episode 11 last year. Yep. It was. Didn't she look different? She didn't have any Also blue. On. Yes. She had no antennae yeah. that oh, we could right. see. And, um, well... What happens then? Uh, she starts talking to Donna about the past. Yeah, asking Donna how she came to be here. What was the one decision which led her here? Mm-hmm. And she, all the while, there's this faint scuttling from behind her. Yeah, and overpowering incense as she's having reminiscences. She. Uh, I honestly thought the scuttling was going to be the grask. <laughs> well, look, it's it's um, adjusting time. 
In fact, later on you hear it's actually the, the Beetle thing yeah. is uh, one of the Trickster's Brigade. Brigade, yeah. Um, from the Sarah Jane Adventures. Apparently. And now, it. the guy working for the Trickster was the Grask. Was it really? Yeah. So, ah. good old Jimmy V, the space pig. Um, ah. I honestly thought that might have been something to do with that, but it wasn't. A pig on her back? Bit inconvenient, would have thought. <laughs> Better than Noddy. Yeah. Still one of my favourite lines of the whole series, that Noddy's not real, is she? So, um, they, 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 it sort of builds up in intensity. Mm-hmm. And we find out that this key moment is where Donna and her vile mother, I really do not like Sylvia. At least Jackie <laughs> Tyler, you could laugh at. Yeah. Sylvia, I'm sorry, I, I just don't have time for her. Um, she never has a single good thing to say to a daughter. No, constantly nope. belittling her. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't have... And the way she treats her dad, Wilf, mm. who we all love. Mm. I can imagine he's a pain in the bum to live with, though. <laughs> he's a potterer. Exactly. And he smells funny. Exactly. How do you know he smells? It's Bernard Cribbins we're talking about here. <laughs> don't you say nasty things about Bernard Cribbins. No, I wouldn't dream of it. You just did. You said he smells funny. That's a generic description. He's old. What of a Bernard Cribbins? <laughs> oh, most old people smell funny. We. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, um. You agreed so- in French. <laughs> I'm very impressed. <laughs> so they, they, they work out that uh, there's just this day where Donna's mother's trying to get her to turn right at a junction mm-hmm. to go and see a. for a different job than the one she's got H.C. Clements in Torchwood for a social yeah. company. Yes. Yep. And in the proper history, Donna disagrees and turns left. Goes to yeah, a temp job yeah, as opposed to this permanent job. Uh, however, because of all this. Time beetle nonsense. Mm-hmm. She turns right this time. Yeah, and everything changes. Yeah, she doesn't meet the doctor. Not for mm-hmm. the better. No. Now, the first thing we realise it's essentially the Christmas of the Runaway Bride. Yeah, and there's the the Christmas star in the sky. Yep. We uh, use special effects, but mm, uh, yes. budget episode. Yes. <laughs> and someone's looking at her back and going, "Ooh, you've got Noddy." Mm. And basically, well, because she wasn't there to help the doctor or to under stop the- him. Under the Thames, yet, yeah. It seems that he's so grief stricken after Rose's departure. Yeah. No, he just stays there. He stays there and, and effectively drowns. commits suicide. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, they say he didn't have time to regenerate. I think he could have done, but I suspect he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. There is precedence for that. Yeah. Um, he just gave up. So there's just this strange hand falling off the yeah. sort of gurney. Mm-hmm. Not quite David Tennant's hand. screwdriver falling on the floor. Another one let loose. Yeah. Ah. They're all over the place now. <laughs> Well, that one will... Uh, a very dramatic yeah, only in that timeline, yes. <laughs> and suddenly, this strange woman who we may have seen before, but who has difficulty talking, turns up. Yes, with very big front teeth. She always had big front teeth. Yeah, but before she was able to control them. Yeah, it's more <laughs> the bottom lip, which seemed a bit immobile, well, no, I thought. They had, they had a life of their own. Did they? What, yeah. her lips? No, her teeth. Basically, what we're saying is Rose Tyler turns up, and Billy's forgotten how to play Rose. She gets better as the episode goes on. Yeah, but it does feel like she's either taken false teeth out or she's having trouble talking through her teeth. I think she's trying to remember how she played Rose did speak slightly oddly all the time and she's exaggerated it a bit. It really... I think everybody agrees to a certain point. It really does jar a little bit. Mm. It's not the rose you remember. It doesn't quite And not because of the, you know, she's toughened up or this, that, and the yeah. other. It's quite simply her voice is wrong. She's, yeah, I think by the end of the episode, she's... Uh, we shall see what it's like during yeah. the next two episodes. Yeah. I think she got the hang of it by the end of the episode. Only took her an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not too bad. Oh, dear. Um, yes. Um, so Rose has come across from a parallel somehow. universe. 
somehow it's accompanied mm-hmm. by a flash of light and she and not that first time no it's, it's 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 suddenly mysterious there's there are flashes of light mm-hmm. when yes. it's convenient for the plot for there to be flashes of light mm-hmm. and there aren't flashes of light well this time we didn't see her appear she could have appeared you know off camera slightly well though. this particular time yes. yeah so she comes up and asks what happened and she's told the doctor's dead. She handles it quite well, all fairness. She does. Yeah. She's, she's come all this way and... You would have expected her to just collapse on the ground screaming. Yeah, yeah I don't I know. she's gone past that stage. Mm. Yeah. I think she's outgrown him. Yep. Ooh, interesting. Maybe. Maybe. That's going to be an interesting one to see, because, you know, are they going to address what happened in Bad Wolf Bay? And what the doctor didn't get a chance to say. Probably not. Well, Rose couldn't say anything because she had a piano dropped on her. Yeah. Yeah, we really do need to put a link up on that. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, it went ages ago. Piano, gone. Mm-hmm. Did it leave a note? No. Piano, note. Oh, come on, that was excellent punnery. No, it wasn't. I'm not allowed to pun. You're not allowed to pun. <laughs> You're not allowed to pun during flight club. Flight. Oh God. <laughs> flight club. Okay. It's against the Colin Baker rules. Okay. The Colin Baker. Yes. Anyway. So, so Rose goes off. Don't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the doctor, I think. <laughs> the doctor's body is taken. Head of tenant. Yeah, the doctor's body is taken back to unit for dissection. Of God knows what. <laughs> Surprised Jack didn't try and intervene. Yeah, but they're down in Cardiff. Happened too quickly. Oh, yes, quite. Yeah. So um, next thing we know, Donna is being sacked from, by Mister Chowdhury. She took mm-hmm. the permanent job, but wasn't very permanent. Mainly because. Um, the River Thames is still sealed off. Yeah. People mm. can't get from north to south of London. Most, most of yeah, London's flooded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, however, whilst that's her, she's ranting, because mm-hmm. this is still the runaway bride, Donna. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. While yeah, she's having yeah. a good old rant, um, a certain hospital vanishes. Mm. Yep. Oh, yes, Hope Hospital. Yep. And it returns very quickly. Yeah. Or so it seems to us. She's I still, did notice that, yes. She's still arguing mm. with Mr Chowdhury, yeah. and it's returned. I wouldn't say arguing with him, just Shouting ranting at, at him. him. Yeah. Taking everything mm. on her desk, saying it shows. Um. And we discover that uh, Sarah Jane and yep. the Sarah Jane Adventures lot were on board, because Sarah would have heard from Unit that the Doctor's dead. She'd have known something weird's going on, and she'd have stepped in. Mm. And we, now she's dead. We first hear about Martha Jones. Who died heroically. Yeah, second to last to die or something like that. Yeah, gave up her oxygen. Yep. Yes, to one of her colleagues, yes. The annoying one. <laughs> the one who survived. You will notice they removed all notice of Saxon from it. Mm. Well, when the Christmas star was being shot down, there's a cut back to the runaway bride, the tank firing. Yep, yep. And on that clip in the original, you've got orders from Mr. Saxon open fire. Yeah. That gets removed. Yeah. Or, uh, and, of course, all this Oliver chap in Partners in... No, not Partners in Crime... Um, Smith and Jones mm-hmm. um, does mention you know, Mr. Saxon was right, there are aliens, this, that, and the other. Well, of, of course, course Mr. Doc- Saxon is still Professor Yana. Yeah, he's stuck in the future somewhere, never to return to Earth modern day. Yeah, to turn into a little toclophane mm. <laughs> and die. Maybe. Yes. In fact, in all fairness, they probably wouldn't have got off the planet with the future kind. So Harriet yeah. Jones is still Prime Minister? Uh, very well uh, no. No, that was a previous no, that Christmas. Was a previous Christmas. If Mr. Saxon hasn't shown up. Well, it was the doctor that got Harriet Jones kicked out of office. How do you know she was kicked out? There was just doubt. There was the old Thatcher thing, wasn't it? Don't you think she looks tired? Yeah, she might have been able to talk him round. Harriet Jones, Prime Minister, I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's the next connection. Mm. 
Um, we st- and this is where we start seeing like a domino effect on everybody dying. Oh, this was like, yeah. um, we know we've got a reset button, so let's just kill everyone. Are, well, yes, it's a Star Trek episode. Well, the, the point is that without the Doctor, it all just goes wrong. Yes. Mm. I meant um, companion-wise. Oh, I see. Torchwood cops it, everybody yep. we know cops it. Yes, yes, I suppose so. There's an element to that. But I suppose they step in to fill the Doctor's shoes and yeah. they aren't up to it. No. They get the job done. They just yeah, forget to escape. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the next huge thing, basically. Rose appears. Tells, Rose appears again. Yes. Yep. Um, tells Donna to leave the city at Christmas. Yeah, she's got a lottery ticket. Yep. And so they go to this health spa thingy because they yep. won a prize. Uh huh. And um, the Titanic accidentally crashes into Buckingham Palace. Yeah. And this is where, they, where, where it all went wrong, really, because um, in the Christmas invasion or whatever it's called, the one with the Voyage of the Dam. Sorry. This, yeah. Um, the ship has enough power to destroy the entire world, not just London and a little bit of the southeast. So, well, somebody's ah. there trying to pull the ship up, presumably. Mm. Mm. This is, comes in exactly the same way as it did with the Doctor on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's at the controls doing that. Probably that ensign again. That yeah, mm. right. maybe. So maybe they've managed to contain some of the explosion somehow. Nah. It's it's a slightly dubious one. It is. It's yeah. the only way you're going to be able to keep the story going by limiting the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they so overestimated it in the first place. Yes, bit. but suddenly you realise London has vanished. Yeah. Completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yes, with lots of radiation. Entire southeast. Yes, yes flooded so, with radiation. Yeah. So on the good side, Horsham's gone. <laughs> True. Yeah. On the bad side, people left over have to go and live in Leeds. I know. Could it get much worse? No, I don't know. Stoke on Trent, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been to St- no Stone. Stone. You mean Stoned? That's not Stoke on Trent. No, 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 it's not. Any, where, where, where we're drifting. So, of course, it becomes Britain becomes a refugee nation, yep. and this did give me a certain smile. Apart from the fact that when they move up to Leeds, Wilf basically tells Donna she can't fix the world by shouting at it. Mm-hmm. Which I thought it was a nice line. Yeah, the next it. line was, don't worry, the Americans are going to help us out, only to find out that 60 million Americans yes. have turned into fat. Yes. 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 <laughs> Which is more, it's a more natural target, I thought. would have thought anyway, than, than mm. England, Great Britain, or whatever it was. Yeah, um, I'm I, 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 not trying to upset any of our American viewers, but that did make me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Britain is... Paralyzed, they adipose set up shopping. Plus, people wouldn't have US been anyway. much. No, losing weight anyway. Probably have had the money to get them. Yeah, yeah. So yes, America was the obvious target for the adipose, and then yeah. So they're in what's it? Uh, refugee billets, I suppose. Yeah, and this um, yeah. listening to stories from my nan when um, she took in evacuees during the war. All right. The reaction of one of the uh, women on the street to take an instant dislike to them just because they're moving into a house that her friend used to live in is very reminiscent of the Second World War. As my nan used to tell me, there were certain people in the village who just wouldn't treat the kids right because they shouldn't be there. Hmm. Because they had nothing. That ain't right. No. Back to human nature again, isn't it? It Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We're not very nice... People really. So, I mean, no. With the well, with the population, well, the entire population of southern England being mere relocated to the middle. Well, what's left of them? Well, Seven million of them. Yeah. I mean, they were treated very much as interlopers. Yeah. 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 Um, crammed in. Worse. It gets very nasty. Yes, mm. it does. We don't know quite how it goes that way. First of all, you've got the Atmos device. Yep. Kicking off um, the Santaran stratagem. Yeah. And that's when Torchwood cop it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, two of them. Mm. Can I actually still call Gwen Cooper? What's her married name? Perhaps she didn't take his name. Maybe not. Yeah. Has Reese got a second name? <laughs> uh, Williams, isn't it, tonight? Gwen Williams. Tonight. Mm, we don't know. Anyway, but yes, they die, and somehow Jack ends up on the Sontaran homeworld. He t- I think he teleports off somehow. Yeah. To well, he's, 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 he's transported to the Or uh, maybe Sontaran one that's on the ship. Beepy thing. Yeah. But yeah, he obviously can't die. That's a, that's a very nasty fate, in all fairness. thing is, that shouldn't have really happened at all, because the Sontarans were being helped by that nerdy little genius mm, yeah. who was based in the southeast. so... Surely he'd have been killed. Maybe he was up on the ship. Maybe he never moved to this country. I don't know when. We don't know when it was set yeah. up. Maybe he just got out when he could. Yeah. I, I can never know. work out if he was meant to be American or Irish or. I think American. <laughs> Irritating. Mm. Well, yeah, that's what he moved was. all over the place. <laughs> so yes, but I'm sure. I'm sure he wasn't very important. They could have used anybody. Yeah. yeah. Any organisation mm. could have fronted the Atmos device. That's very true. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Van Staten organisation because mm. um, he'd have absolutely loved it being in touch with alien creatures yeah didn't like it so much when it actually happened to him no understandably he, a lot of people got deaded mm. and he forgot about it yeah which is, it happens um, then we get the very very nasty concentration camp yeah that yeah. was a little bit of a I thought that was horrible. brilliantly acted by Bernard Cribbins yes. and the guy who played the Italian well, guy. It. I mean, xenophobia yeah. was, yeah, was um, yeah. Yeah, moving in. Yeah. And basically, it was a case of um, England for the English. Yeah. Yep. yep. Out you go. I mean, if you can't prove your ancestry, it's very much like the programs. Maybe programs you'll be out of, um, you go, Karen, from the sounds of that. Yeah, um, well, it was out Russia, you go, but... Or the... Mm. Um, was well, the lab- well, they say the labour camps of uh, Nazi that's, Germany. That's what I was wondering. The, yeah, that's the illusion was to the concentration camps. Yes. Exactly, then out you yeah. go. Ah, I see what you mean. Sorry, yes. I thought you meant just booted out of the country. No. no they did ah. say you couldn't get out of the country. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, because they said France had closed its borders. To yeah. yeah. the French. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's what they'd do if it happened now. So that's, the Irish? So anybody would do, probably. Exactly. <laughs> France is closer. <laughs> <laughs> Scotland is. Scotland's part of the British Isles. <laughs> well, if you ask them nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> See how long that's going to be an interesting one when that happens. Do you reckon they'll actually go for independence? No, because they know they wouldn't be able to uh, manage. It depends, I suppose. It depends whether they're actually allowed to keep the North Sea oil revenue. There isn't and much left away in hell. Mm-hmm. The Parliament would let them have yeah, that. And the uh, billions of pounds revenue they get from the uh, from the government every year. Yeah, mm. but it's interesting. What are we talking about this for? Sorry. Yeah, so Rose has returned, as always, and she finally tells Donna who she is meant to be. That she is meant to be with the Doctor. She is meant because she isn't with him. This is all going on. Mm-hmm. And next time they meet. She, Donna, will go with Rose yeah. to do something, but she will die as a result of saving the world. Mm. Now, we can assume that Rose's parallel world is slightly ahead of Donna's world. Don't we know that from uh, the Sideman story? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. They did say the dates were Just ahead. slightly ahead, yeah. Um, so, which explains why Rose knew it was going to happen. Yeah, because in her universe there is no Doctor. That we know of. The implication is that the Time Lords existed only in one universe. And they sealed themselves into this one, the one we're watching, yeah. and closed off access to all other alternative universes, didn't they? Well, no, they made it you made it possible to go between the various universes, but after they after passed, they they gone, it was sealed off. Yeah, which I always took as they had sealed it somehow, or I don't know. Did they have time? <laughs> <laughs> Just going to write a quick letter. Need something to do before we get blown up. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Donna still isn't too sure, but... Doesn't believe it. 
then but things are getting worse what are the concentration camps and everything yeah, and things are looking really grim on that one. Bernard Cribbins is just something else mm-hmm. and even the mother by this stage was looking really haggard really yeah. mm, completely I have no sympathy for her she, she's such an unsympathetic well acted I thought she still had nothing good to say for Donna no even, even though right Donna's down trying to the, right down to the last minute Donna's begging for just yeah. a kind word and she just wouldn't give it to her no no, but she's kind of zombie-like anyway. Mm. It's a very bitter, twisted little... Yeah, and of course, her husband, I think, died he by this died, point. Yeah. I think I think it's fairly clear that Clive... Is it Clive? Clive's Clive? Martha's dad. Yeah. Thank you. Not Sorry. sure what his We don't know is. anyway, but Mr Noble... Yeah, he is referenced a couple of times in this yeah, one. Yeah, I think it's fairly close that between the I Bride and Partners in Crime, he's actually yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, shame. But... Of course, it's a shame because the actor himself died. Yeah. However, it did bring in, in Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. Yeah. And the stars go out. Yeah. So they go and look through Welf's telescope. It was actually uh, Orion, constellation Orion, disappeared. Mm. And then they all start going. Mm. Ah. One by one. Which is a bit odd because they're not the same distance. That's why they didn't all go out at the same time. But even in the constellations, they're not the same distance. The vast no. toffee, <laughs> MN, will explain. Mm-hmm. They, maybe they will explain in the coming episodes. Maybe there's some temporal element to it, so it appears that they're going yeah. out at the same time. Or maybe they Even when they're different that. distances, you know. <laughs> yeah. Say, you know, tens, hundreds of light years away. It worries me. Mm. You sit there, you watch Doctor Who, and that's what you think about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be, ooh! So she, Donna turns around and there's Rose. Rose is there. Ready to take yep. her away. Yes. Yep. Yep. A vet unit. Donna just says, I'm ready. Just turns around, she's there, I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. No, no surprise, nothing. And... Off they go to where the TARDIS is. Mm. Poor, poor TARDIS. Dying TARDIS. Down. Yes. I do wish they call her her. She's a she, she's not an it. It's an it. Did you oh. notice um, the way she reacted when Rose touched her? Yes. Because Rose still has a bit of the time vortex in her and the TARDIS recognised that. Mm. That would make sense. It would do. Well, it's got she a... can't be the bad wolf without the time yeah, vortex. Yeah, it's got to explain mm. the end of the episode somehow. Yeah, yeah that's... That's not exactly something she did. I mean, did she do it then? Because she could see the whole of time and space back then? Or... Maybe. Mm. Mind you, that might help explain her parallel world crossing powers. <laughs> Maybe. We just don't know. Super Rose. She just jaunt. <laughs> 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 so, anyway, um, they show Donna what's on her back. Yes. Because mm. all the way through this, of course, you've heard the rustling and people staring at her. Yeah, it's a giant stack beetle. Beetle. Yeah. Rather unconvincing, I thought, but... Uh, it was a bit yes, stilted, wasn't it? Not, not quite Boris bad, but... <laughs> I thought far. the spider was better. I oh. agree, actually. Really? I, I yeah. liked the spider. That just looked like a plastic backpack. <laughs> Which it was. Which it will be come Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah indeed. <laughs> Oh, nice. The um, adipose, they're going to be the uh, Christmas toy. Yeah. Adipose, squeezy stress relievers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so they set up the lodestones and all that stuff, whatever they were and doing. gobbledygook. Yep. Yes, to send Donna back in time. Back. Back to the future. I yes. tell you, mm-hmm. anyone who still says Catherine Tate doesn't deserve to be on the show is lying to Oh, themselves. God, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Totally completely. Because she was absolutely brilliant. She's re- particularly this, this story. Yeah. And She's particularly really when she realised that Rose had kind of lied to her and she was going to die anyway. Yeah. 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 She still carried on. She gets sent back in time. Yep. And she suddenly realises, thanks to the TARDIS, <laughs> she's in the wrong place. Yep. She's half a mile away. She's only got, what, five or six minutes? Four minutes. Four minutes. Mm, Yep. To get to where she needs to be to stop herself from turning right. Mm, So, yes. 
So and you've got to change your own decision. Yes. Somehow. How do you do that? Uh, unfortunately, she's not going to get there in time. No, because she can't. She's very unfit. It seems. She Despite can't the even ridiculous run half a mile. amount of running she yeah. mentioned before, <laughs> half a mile in four minutes wouldn't be too do, tough. That's doable. <laughs> yeah, doable for most people, I would have thought. Mm. I couldn't. No, for most, most people. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. So she realises she's not going to make it in time. Now, whenever we've sort of looked back, flashed back to this seat, yeah, there's been a very prominent lorry driving. Mm. Yes, yes, large blue lorry with red lettering on it. Mm. Or yes, mm. which looks a bit fake in all fairness. Um, no, it's too new and fake. And it's a new lorry. What's yeah. the problem? <laughs> I know. But um, so she thinks to herself, "Aha! There's only one way I can stop myself turning right." So she jumps out in front of it. She does. And did you notice the um, the name on the side of the lorry? Bad Wolf. Wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't note it down, but it wasn't that. No. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and good old Rose, who's learnt her lesson from Daddy, comes up to see her. Yep. Mm. Somehow she comes back in time. It's Super Rose. Yep. And whispers two words. Mm, yes, yes. Tell, tell him two words. Fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. So anyway, all time sorts itself out. And yep. the fortune teller wants to know what the hell Donna is, why she's so powerful. Yeah. No. You were so strong. What are you? What will you be? Yeah. God, mm. it's like being there. Well, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> and the Doctor also mentions that parallel universes, parallel dimensions seem to feature heavily whenever Donna's around. Well, it's happened to her twice, mm. if you count being in the computer. I don't count the computer. No, I don't really either. But he does then go and say coincidence is around her a lot, which is yeah. more true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what that's leading to, in all fairness. No. However... Well, they do say there's no such thing as coincidence, so perhaps she just ceases to exist. I, the implication <laughs> throughout, particularly as there's already been talk of this sun be on her back... Mm. It's not it. ...way before this episode, is that perhaps she's been manipulated in some way by, by something. Yeah. Mm. I don't think the Beatles the thing that's on her back. No. Because why on that's earth too that literal. just wouldn't be... Yeah. It's a giant bee made up of all the other bees on the planet. So, um, and then we come to the final scene. Yes. Which... Mm, it was really good. This is where the programme... It, it was a fun programme to watch. It's good. suddenly for the fan, it's a case of... Oh, my God! Fresh trousers, please. Mm, yep. Well, not quite that bad. <laughs> the doctor wants to know who spoke to Donna. Yeah, who's it who's been... I can't remember her name. She was blind. No, she never told her her name. No. She refused to. Mm, she didn't even tell Unit no. her name. Uh, yeah, they still trusted her. I'm going to have right. to try that. Why well, every next time you go to United? <laughs> next time yeah. I go to a military installation, just say, you've got to trust me, but I can't tell you who I am. I presume it's the uh, the Bad Wolf virus, otherwise they would know who she was anyway. Mm, that's very true. Anyway, he sort of says, well, you know, well, she had blonde hair and that's where Tennant starts putting on his scary face mm. <laughs> but it's only blonde women with. he's known yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as we know Polly oh my god and then she says oh hang on she did say two words to me and it wasn't fooled you no, I don't know which program you. you were watching <laughs> um, and Donna says the two words that I think practically had every single fan jumping for joy Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf. <laughs> Which had Tennant doing his, oh my god, face. <laughs> Dramatic music. Yep. Yes. Uh, all the strange, strange creatures. It starts off with that. Yeah, and mm, then goes off. Runs outside. And mm -hmm. everything says Bad Wolf. Now, I have to admit, when it started up, and you had the initial, yeah. I did wonder, I wonder if any of those actually say Bad Wolf in Cantonese or something. Because <laughs> uh -huh. it's happened before in Gridlock. <laughs> yes, mm, yes. Yeah. Um, yes, they all said everything said bad. Even the TARDIS. Yeah. Yes, all the TARDIS signage. Um, what I quite like was the fact that when they went into the TARDIS afterwards, 
It still said it. It still says backwards. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> nice continuity touch. Yeah. And this guy said, what is Bad Wolf? It's the end of the universe. Yes. It's nice to say the darkness is coming. Now, this is mm. where we have to kick El Presidente out of his own house. I suppose it won't be spoilers by the time it's uh, broadcast. Stick your no, fingers it's in you, your ears. though. <laughs> can't spoil you, because we want to yeah, talk we'll about the Well, we can't spoil week. people anyway, but as it will have broadcast by the time this yeah, goes out. Yeah, but you'll still hear it now. And then yeah, I know, I know, I know. No. <laughs> I'm just worried about you. It's not everybody okay. else. I, I, I know they'll be fine. Yeah, okay. uh, oh, you're going to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I wish we had camera. <laughs> okay, so then we get the trailer. Yeah. Yes. Now, for the next episode. Which, basically, we've got a whisper. Right. Okay. okay, so we had. Let's see if we can name them all. Okay, you the had Rose, Rose Martha, Donna, Donna, the Doctor, Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane, the Kiddies, Kiddies, Harriet Jones, yeah, Jack, Jack, Torchwood team, yeah, what's left of them? Dave Ross, Evil Edna, yes, yep, Daleks, yes, um, the unit. unit, lots of spaceships, tons of spaceships, yeah, yeah, Dave Ross, shooting stuff. We mentioned Dave We've Ross, mentioned Evil Edna. <laughs> and, and, and and basically it's oh, fan wankery of the highest is. We had order. Gwen with a big gun shooting at Daleks Yes, the Daleks ending up in the hub And I would just like to point out yes. That a couple of um, podcasts ago yes. I predicted that yes. Donna would end up yes. at Torchwood In one way, shape or form Right Whether it be as a member of the team yep. or in the vaults Okay And I'm feeling smug because I think that's what's going to happen You haven't actually seen that yet though, have you? It wasn't in that little... I'm still feeling smug If it doesn't happen, happen, I will retract my smugness (laughs) Can you retract smugness? I can watch (laughs) Oh (laughs) (laughs) No, that was my pelvic floor, sorry (laughs) (laughs) Um, In in all fairness, we we, we rather liked that coming soon We jumped up and down Um, And went woohoo According to SFX, they've given away no spoilers, but it is audacious. Squee-full. Yes, and Squee-full. fan-wankery. Good word. They basically turned around. He reckons Russell T. Davis basically sat there and said, we'll have a bit of that, we'll have a bit of that. Oh, let's have a bit of that. Yeah. Oh, marvellous. mix it all up. Pray. Throw <laughs> it in the pot and see what happens. Exactly. Again, so worried, slightly worried what the casual viewer might think. I think they'll think, cool, that was really good. Hopefully. I do hope so. But for the Who fan, it's going to be multiple. Now, they have started doing proper BBC trailers as well. Yes, they have. Can can he take his fingers out of his ears? Take your fingers out of your ears. Did you hear any of that? No. Thank God. Ah, Got itchy nose. I'm glad I can get my fingers out of my ears. (laughs) So basically, you've just wiped all that wax over your nose. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Smells good. It'll block the gunge. Retract your smugness. Sorry. (laughs) So the trailer. Uh, Wait, have you seen the BBC trailers? You haven't seen the first one. Have you seen. We can't talk about any of the trailers. We can talk about the BBC trailer because you know who's in it. Okay, right. Yeah, sure. It's Davros. Oh, you, yeah, you, you knew that. Yes. Loads Stavros. of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, it's just, again, we haven't seen episode 12 or 13. Nope. But judging from the voice, it's very Michael Wishery. Yeah, with that laugh that I can't do, I always sound like Sid. There's also a bit of a laugh which is a bit mm. Terry Malloy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the design, you it's can tell higher. they thought the design yeah. through quite well, including the hand. The metal yeah, hand. The metal hand, because of course he, he didn't shot. have a hand left. Mm. He didn't have a body left last time we saw him. Well, well he sort of did, but is he, he was just pretending a head? to be an emperor. Just a head, wasn't he? Yeah. So if he, resigns, was, yeah. if he resigns, is that known as quitting while he is a head? Uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is basically, sat up there on a pike is a future Davros. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, looks like him to me. Mm-hmm. He's got the nose. Yes. Yeah. The eye in the forehead. 
Oh, well, let's say <laughs> the floor. Oh, you're going to draw an eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say hello to the head of Pertwee while we're here. All hail the head of Pertwee. Pertwee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what did we think of Turnout? Uh, Excellent. Really, really, mm. really good. I think it's probably best one this season, at least for me. Easily. It's, in fact, it's so good, it made me go back and watch Blink, which is another doctorless, or virtually, virtually doctorless. doctorless yeah. By the vast toffee, I mean. Yeah, which is another ancient uh, yeah. one. Mm. I don't know if that means all, not all good without a doctor. <laughs> no. Um, mind you, I still love, I enjoy Love and Monsters. Oh, well, I quite like it. God. Aside from the pit where Phil K loses it. No, no, Peter K. Do it every time. Um, I, I can't stand Fear Her, though. I love Fear Her, though. That's... Fear her couldn't, wasn't a... couldn't stand Love well, and Monsters. you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Fear her wasn't like Dr. Light, was it? No, no not at all. No, not no. at all. So Which is, makes, there's, and even, you know, there's no excuse. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> anyway, we enjoy Turn Left and Very we're good. rather looking so. forward to, well, by the time this goes out, episode 12 will have been out. We'd have exploded with glee. Well, fake mm. people have done. Again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In... And we still have episode 13 to go. Yes. Will it be an end of series which is actually very good? Or is it overhyped and we're all going to be or is it, yeah. whinging about Another it? Another RTD. I enjoyed Doomsday. Oh, so did I. Doomsday was quite good. So it was an improvement on Parting of the Ways, which was a bit of a timekeeping one. The problem was all the Dalek Cybermen stuff was a bit... Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. The Master one a bit... Wait and see. Yeah. We shall. We shall have to wait Actually, somebody's got a wicked... Um, Avatar in some form or other. It's See, basically Colin Baker of Johnson mm-hmm. as the master just having regenerated in Yana's clothing. Yep. I'm made of complete awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I love you it. have to see it. Yes. It's it's, it's just so awesome. So this is. is going to be RTD's final proper well, season final finale. Proper season finale. I think we've got four specials to come from him. And then yeah. we hand over to the Vast Toffee, don't we? Mm. The Vast Toffee MN. MN. Mm. Actually, I don't know. Should it be MN Vast Toffee or Vast Toffee MN? Vast Toffee MN, Master of Nightmares. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're watching Coupling, Master of Nonsense. Well. I like Coupling. <laughs> I think Coupling's brilliant and more people should watch it. It's, 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 yeah, it's very, very funny. It's an intelligent version of Friends. Okay. <laughs> right. Seriously, you will recognise Moffat's scripting. Vast Toffee. Sorry, yes, the Vast Toffee scripting. I can't believe I'm saying this. So, that's Doctor Who for the moment. Bad Wolf. Aye. Feedback. Where? Right, do we have a letter from George? Yeah, we do. Okay, would you care to read it out for us, please? Uh, Dear team. Mm -hmm. Hello. Team. You've all done. (gasps) Yes. Very well. I know you didn't try and bump him off. Yours, George and Freddy. Of course not. It's George. That's where your funding's coming from. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What worries me is he just accepts that quite happily. (laughs) We sort of haven't really had feedback from our regular writer called uh, Leslie. Yep. I'm having trouble with my brain. Um, (laughs) uh, Because poor old Leslie, unfortunately, is having the slight problem of she's able to listen to the first little bit of each podcast, then we start talking about Doctor Who, and it's spoiler time. Anyway, um, we did receive something from somebody called Marty Perrett. Mm. Cheers, Marty. Uh, This is about a little while ago now. He's he's talking about our Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy special. Yeah, about four or five podcasts to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were lucky enough to have Alistair doing the voiceovers and this, that, and the other. Yes, yes. So, um, I'll read that, I suppose. Hello, good peoples. 
And nope. thanks for being in my ears earlier. Okay. okay. So that wasn't your fingers. <laughs> Could be. Oh, no, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> it wasn't at all unpleasant. That was. <laughs> yeah. I rather actually enjoyed it, actually. Oh, good. Um, as yes. the subject might clue you up on, I've just listened to your Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. Hey. You poor sad fool. No money's returned. We accept no responsibilities. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to drop a quick line to show my appreciation because I'm good like that. I am. Mostly. Cheers. Marty. <laughs> no, uh, it's a nice in-depth letter. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Marty. Nice and short, thank you. Le- no, seriously, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, yep. Mm, any yes. feedback, of course, to show at staggeringstories.net, including any photographs you might have of a real Keith watermark, mm. if you manage to find a real Keith. So, next time, another mm. Fight Club, possibly, we don't know yet, we haven't decided what we will be reviewing, are the final two episodes of Doctor Who Series 4. Mm. Yes. Sorry, Series 40. 30. Four, 30? 30. Series 30. It's series 30. Is it really? Yes. It's the 30th series of Doctor Who. It is. It's the 45th anniversary. Yeah. It's the 30th story. Uh, Mm. Yeah. Actually, now you mention that. I can't even bloody think. (laughs) Now you mention that there hasn't been that much anniversary feel to the season, has there? We've got all the the comeback companion stuff. Yeah. What? what, Stavros coming back. It's a case of will... Oh, I don't know. They might do something. But, I mean, 45 isn't a big one, really. 50. Will it still be going in five years? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think it will be. It's too big at the moment. Mm. And it's too much of a moneymaker for them. Who will be the doctor by then? Me. Danny Baker? <laughs> Paul Daniels, of course. <la> oh, yeah. Shane McGee. Ritchie. Oh, no. <laughs> Harold Bishop. Right, well, that's us. Yeah. And, 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 and now, thanks to the Children's Film Foundation. Toodles! What? Bye. Bye. Good seeing you. What are these children doing here? Are they yours? You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1, number 23, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and Tony Galichon. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is about to finish. This podcast is an El Presidente production for staggeringstories.net. Mm-hmm.